Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors we have joining us on this All Saints Day observed, this joyous day uh, where we remember God's kindness and goodness and mercy to all his saints, those who have gone before us, and of course, those here gathered around his altar. As part of this service, we will be having a remembrance of the faithful departed, and that will occur before the final petition in our prayers for the day. And so just a heads up as to what that will be, uh, we will have a, uh, a brief prayer petition where we will then pause uh, and the names of those who have gone to glory uh, in 2020 and also in this year will be read. And there will be one chiming of the bell uh, for uh, uh, every name there, and then we'll have a concluding collect then as we finish the prayer of the church for today. So just a, a heads up that that will be coming in the service. I will then now direct your attention to the Focused on Christ section, a summary of today's readings that's found on the inside of the back cover of your bulletin. A great multitude from all tribes and peoples and languages cry out, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne. Faith-filled saints from every place and time with unified voices eternally magnify the Lamb of God. As his beloved children, we too shall see him as he is. Joined with a throng of angels and a myriad of saints, we shall serve him day and night in his temple. In our earthly tension, vacillating between saint and sinner, faith and doubt, sacred and profane, we earnestly seek Jesus to calm our fears, comfort our spirits, and forgive our sins. The Holy Spirit, through faith in Christ, propels us forward, fortifying us in word and sacrament to our eternal home. In the midst of our constant struggle as believers, we need to be blessed. And so we are. The poor in spirit, the meek, the hungry, the thirsty, the merciful, the pure, and the persecuted are all blessed and will, be most, and will most certainly inherit the kingdom of heaven. Our service this day is Divine Service Setting 3 as it begins on page 184. We will have a processional hymn for our first hymn. And so in just a moment, uh, I'll be at the back of the sanctuary and we'll ask you all to stand. So the acolyte and I now will make our way then to the back of the sanctuary. It'll be hymn number 940. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into, the, into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that together with them we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. First reading for the Feast of All Saints is from Reve the Revelation to St. John, chapter 7. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. 
blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 John, chapter 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Our sermon text for this All Saints Day is from the first reading from Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 10. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. This is our text. Dear saints in Christ Jesus, a blessed All Saints Day to you. This is the day, of course, in the church here where we give thanks and praise to God for all that he has done for his church, his saints, both here on earth and, of course, those gathered before him in heavenly splendor. As we prayed in the collect of the day, the saints who have gone before us in the one true faith, they are now experiencing 
the unspeakable joys which God has prepared for those who love him. It is a comforting fact that those saints who have gone before us into heaven are now eternally in the presence of the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Psalm 16 proclaims, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Christ's victory and triumph over sin, death, and the devil was given to each and every one of these saints in the waters of holy baptism. They lived their earthly lives clinging to Christ by faith. And now their faith has become their sight. It was at their homecoming into heaven that Christ's victory and triumph for them was fully realized and beheld in all its glory. This is why we call the saints in heaven the church triumphant. Because they have left this veil of tears and are now in the presence of their victorious Lord and Savior in immeasurable joy for all eternity. Now it's on this day that people often wonder what heaven is like as these thoughts come to the forefront of our minds. Honestly, we're not really given a whole lot of detail in Scripture. However, St. John, he does give us a glimpse today in our reading from Revelation. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. It's hard to imagine a more beautiful and comforting picture of heaven. Perhaps you yourself have rested in this blessed truth when you've had to let go of a loved one in this life. Indeed, the sting of death is felt by all of us in this fallen and sinful world, but we know that death does not get the last word. Jesus does. Our Lord and Savior is the one who suffered death on the cross in order to overcome death for you, for me, and for all who believe. St. Paul says, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And just as he promised, he has prepared a place for those who fall asleep in him. On All Saints Day, we thank and praise our Lord for his victory on the cross, which is then delivered to all his saints by his spirit in word and sacrament. Now, all this is wonderful beyond describing, however... It might have you thinking this morning, well, where does that leave me? Well, on this day of celebration, you are not left out, for you too also are saints. Now, for the sake of clarity, you should know that a saint is a holy one, hagias in the Greek text, one who is set apart by God for God. A saint is one who has been made holy by God and set apart from the sinful world, and God made you holy in the waters of baptism. There, when he joined his word of promise to water, you were washed clean of your sin. All of them. It's not like there's one just kind of hanging around there that the devil can accuse you of. No. You were washed clean of all your sins. You were given the gift of the Holy Spirit, your body becoming a temple of the Holy Spirit. And you were given the gift of faith in Christ Jesus. This God-given faith that then receives the gifts which Christ won for you on the cross. Forgiveness of all your sins the promise of eternal life in heaven, and of course salvation from Satan and from death. All these are gifts of grace given to you by the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, into whose name you were baptized. It was God who made you a poor, miserable sinner into a saint, one of his saints. You are his new creation. It was God who chose you and set you apart from the sinful world and placed you into the ark of his holy church, and that is what brings us to today 
In fact, to this very divine service, even. You see, God the Holy Spirit has called you to faith by means of the gospel. And he has gathered you into the Holy Christian Church in order that you might be blessed. Indeed, blessed are you. And that you might also then be enlightened with the gifts of Jesus. It is the same Holy Spirit who keeps you in the one true faith through the same word and sacrament of Jesus. Now, you probably didn't think about it when you got up this morning. You're too preoccupied with the time change. But when you came to church, you came to a feast. God's feast of grace and of mercy for you, his saints. Now, this is not a new thought for most of you, but nonetheless, it is a divine reality that we must never lose sight of. Now, by worldly standards, there's nothing going on here that looks like a feast. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people gathered together in one place. Some of you, you're dressed like you've come to a feast. Others, not so much. If you haven't heard the sound of a child fussing yet, just wait, you will. And by the way, that is a blessed noise. Uh, we are very, very joyful to have that here among us. It's a gift. But if you just look around the sanctuary for a moment, ask yourselves the question, does it look like a feast? Does this look like a feast to you? Well, it sure doesn't look that way by worldly standards, but I assure you, dear saints, it is. And still you may wonder, okay, if this is a feast, where are the servers? Where's the fancy string quartet, right, or that band? Where's the fine crystal glasses? Most importantly, where is the food and where is the host? At this point, it's obvious that God's feast here is unlike any other. This is not the lavish banquet hall of some grand American manor house that has stood for centuries. It's a sanctuary. It is God's sanctuary. God's feast of mercy and grace is held in a sanctuary in the midst of a hostile and sinful world. This is why this place is called a sanctuary. God's house is a place of refuge and safety for his saints who are still sojourning on this earth. The church militant. Now it begs the question, why are we, God's saints here on earth, called that name, the church militant? Well, it is because we live in the midst of a world that is hostile to Jesus and to his kingdom and to his saints. St. Paul reminds us, though, that our battle, it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. Rather, we battle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. As God's redeemed saints, we stand firm in the armor of God, withstanding the onslaught of the devil's works and ways, his lies. We stand and hold fast to Christ's word, and we confess the truth of that same word of Christ over and against the lies of the devil. It is in Psalm 23 that we hear these words. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In this world, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But we need not fear any evil. The reason for this is Jesus. Our Lord is with us. Our captain in the well-fought fight is here. Now, how is he with us? Well, exactly how he promised to be in his word, in baptism, in his absolution, and in the holy supper of his body and his blood. You see, Jesus is truly, actually, for real, present with us in his read and preached word. This word of our good shepherd is a rod to defend us against the lies of the devil and of the sinful world. In his word, it's also a staff that leads us and guides us into everlasting life, into those green pastures. And this is all through faith in him. 
See, Jesus, your good shepherd, he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies because they cannot snatch you out of his hands. So secure are you in the hands of your good shepherd. It's right here in this place, in this divine service, his divine service to you. Now, the server for this feast is your pastor. And the chalice, it carries the most precious, precious drink that you will ever press to your lips, this side of paradise, the very blood of Christ. And the little wafer of bread that you eat, it gives to you so much more than just a baked mixture of water and of flour. Is it bread? Well, yes, of course it is, but it is also the very body of Christ. Jesus himself is the host of the feast and the feast itself. Here in this meal, Jesus feeds you the medicine and immortality, as Luther called it. What about that band? Well, on this All Saints Day, it's most fitting to remind you that in this blessed feast of grace, you join your voices together with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven. To laud and magnify, praise and bless the name of the Lord God of Sabaoth, our Lord Jesus, who has overcome sin, death, and the devil for you and for all his saints. You see that great cloud of witnesses, which is spoken of in the book of Hebrews? Well, they're present with you here at this table. You see, here in this little corner of the world, tucked away in west-central Missouri, heaven itself comes down to earth. How is this possible? Because Christ is here. His word, his body, his blood. He comes to forgive you, his repentant sinner saints, to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies, to give you comfort. He comes with all the blessings of his cross and his empty tomb, and they are for you. Indeed, blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you shall be satisfied here at the table of Christ. He comes to strengthen you, his battle-weary saints. He comes to give you rest and to give you peace that surpasses all understanding. See, Jesus comes to you this day to bind up your broken hearts, to wipe the tears from your eyes, and to give you a foretaste of that blessed feast to come in paradise. Dear saints, if our eyes were open to see the spiritual reality going on around us in the Lord's Supper, we would find ourselves surrounded by angels, archangels, and that great cloud of witnesses. And in this way, every time we receive Christ's Holy Supper, it is All Saints Day. It is a glorious reality beyond describing in its mystery, its beauty, and its comfort. Nevertheless, we have to admit that we cannot and we do not live here at the communion rail. And so as the hymn confesses, too soon we rise, the vessels disappear. The feast, though not the love, is past and gone. The bread and wine removed, but thou art here, nearer than ever, still my shield and sun. We rise from the rail with Christ in us and Christ for us. Fed, nourished, comforted, and strengthened, we receive the blessing of the triune God, and then we depart in his peace out those very doors there. Having received Christ's love and service, we go out of God's house to love and to serve our neighbors, putting to use our God-given time and talents for the benefit of others. We go out as salt and as light, confessing the truth of Christ to a stale and sin-darkened world. We know all too well that storms and battles lie ahead. Each and every day is a battle against sin, temptation, unbelief, spiritual apathy, and indifference. And perhaps that is the most pernicious thing for us in these grand latter days. That indifference towards all things from God. Indifference toward his word. Indifference toward his gifts. You see, 
The saints of old had a word for this. It was called Akadia, but you probably know it by the word sloth. It used to be numbered among the seven deadly sins. But see, sloth is not just that unwillingness to get out of bed in the morning. It is spiritual indifference, a slothful attitude toward God and his word. May God the Holy Spirit guard us ever and always against this. Because you see, we do battle each and every day against the ever-present wickedness that we see around us in this world. And when the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh press us hard, we are tempted to doubt. We're tempted to doubt that Christ has won the victory for us, let alone that that victory is already given to you. And this is then when we come to the Lord's house, to his sanctuary, confess our sins, we receive the absolution of Christ himself, and we gather together at our Father's table at the altar of Christ to be fed by our brother and our Lord Christ, to be fed, nourished, strengthened, and comforted by him as he speaks his absolving word to his repentant sinner saints and feeds us again here at his table. You see, here among our brothers and sisters in Christ, we sing. We sing of our present and we sing of our future. O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle. They in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia, alleluia. And when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song. And hearts are brave again and arms are strong. Alleluia, alleluia. See that distant triumph song which steals on the ear is the song we hear in our reading from Revelation this day. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The song of the saints who have gone before us is also our song. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is the confession which strengthens and comforts us when times are hard. In the midst of what looks to us like a march of death, we sing of the victory of the risen and living Christ who is for you. See, the devil in this world, they can lie all they want, but we know the truth. Jesus lives, the victory's won. Death no longer can appall me. Jesus lives, death's reign is done. From the grave will Christ recall me. Brighter scenes will then commence. This shall be my confidence. And so you see, dear saints in Christ, this All Saints Day is just as much about you as it is the church triumphant. For you join them in laud and magnifying the Lord in every divine service in all the days of your life. Therefore, like saints who have gone before us, we press on. By strength and consolation of God's Holy Spirit, we run the race of faith, looking ahead to that more glorious day when all the saints triumphant will rise in bright array and the King of Glory passes on his way. We press on knowing our Lord and Shepherd will lead us through gates of pearl with a great multitude that no one can number. From every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, and there in Jerusalem the Golden, we will stand before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, palm branches in our hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever. We will worship our God and Savior for all eternity, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord, our God and Father, who raised Jesus from the dead. 
We're all God's chosen people, whom he has knit together in the one mystical body of his Son, that he would give his whole church in heaven and on earth his light and his peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection, that they may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and so pass with him through the gate of death and the grave to their joyful resurrection. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have been nourished by the holy body and blood of God's Son, that they may be raised to immortality and incorruption, to be seated with him at his heavenly banquet, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all ministers of the gospel and for the congregations committed to their care, that they may proclaim the comfort of Christ's sacrifice and the joy of his resurrection to all who grieve their sin and mourn their dead, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all in authority over us, especially those who work to bring peace and justice, that God would supply them with his blessing, and that they may be inclined to his will and walk according to his commandments, and that he would grant them wisdom to our citizens and courage and competence to our leaders, let us pray to the Lord. For all who travel, for those in need, for the sick and the injured, especially Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, and Chuck Whitney, and for all who mourn, and for all who have asked for our intercessions, especially Ted Phillips, Erlene Lakey, and Lisa Rash, that God's great mercy may relieve and comfort each. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the faithful in this veil of tears, that in the midst of things we cannot understand, we may believe and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who commune, that in the blessed sacrament they may gather with joy around the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, whom saints and angels adore around his eternal throne. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In joyful expectation of the resurrection to life eternal, we remember before the Lord our departed family and friends who have gone before us in faith, and all those who are in our hearts and minds this day. Mary Sharp. The Reverend Kim Sharp. Dora Wampler. Nelson Heil. David Reeder. Raymond Christine. Larry Cruzy. J.B. Glaze. Let us pray. Almighty God, we remember with thanksgiving those who, those who loved and served you in your church on earth and who now rest with you from their labors. Keep us, O Lord, in fellowship with all your saints. And, O Lord, bring us at last to the joy of your heavenly kingdom. 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Again, good morning and welcome to you on this Blessed All Saints Day. Just a handful of announcements here before we continue with our morning. Uh, the first of which is that the nominating committee is going to be meeting immediately after the service and a Kyle that's going to be in the office. Yes? Yes. Uh, so the nominating committee, please uh, report then to the office after service. Also after service, of course, we have Sunday school and Bible study this day. This coming Wednesday, we have midweek school at 3.30, fitness class at 6 p.m., and then uh, 7 o'clock will be choir practice. And then this coming Thursday uh, at 7.30, we have our voters meeting. Uh, so as it says there in the first uh, announcement there, uh, voting members, your attendance then is expected and appreciated. We thank you for your service to this congregation. Also, uh, just a little bit off in the distance, Thanksgiving Eve service, I ask you to save the date as uh, uh, our evening prayer for Thanksgiving Eve will be on Wednesday, November 24th at 7 p.m. Um, before I forget also, um, this next Sunday, so not today, but next Sunday, there will be a parent meeting uh, in preparation for the upcoming Children's Christmas program. Uh, so please see Sam Cruzy if you have any questions about that. Also then, uh, Advent 2021, it's hard to believe, it's really not that far away. Uh, we'll be having midweek evening prayer services at 545 each of the weeks of Advent this year. A light supper will be served prior to worship each week. Uh, and for more information, please see the November newsletter. I do believe that brings us to the end of our announcements, though I can't shake the feeling that I'm forgetting something, anything that I may have forgotten. No? All right. Well, again, uh, blessed All Saints Day to you as we look forward to that great and glorious day where we join all the saints around the throne, lauding and magnifying our Lord for all eternity in that endless joy. I'll greet you at the door, but I will uh, refrain from shaking hands this day. Uh, my sons have colds, and I, they may have, may have shared with me. I don't know yet, but I'm going to be cautious, so I'll greet you at the door, uh, but not with a handshake. Sorry about that. That's the microphone this morning.